Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Hatchbend Apostolic Church web broadcast. In our society today, some, and yes, sadly, maybe even most, question the value of preaching in their lives. But we still believe what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In essence, Paul preached that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so that's why we still place such a high value on the preached word of God in agreement to the scripture. And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from the pulpit of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. serve God very long, uh, Brother Larry, you understand that Satan is about hindering us from giving thanks and glory and honor to God. Amen. So this morning, we're going to read out of Psalms chapter uh, 150, the last book of the book of Psalms, and we're going to very familiar to everybody, one through six, the barriers to thanksgiving. The old saying is, if you give him an inch, Brother Polk, he'll take a mile. Amen. Beginning in verse 1 of Psalms 150, it says, Praise ye the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in the firmament of his power. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with the sound of trumpet. Praise him with the palstry and the harp. Praise him with the timbrel and dance. Praise him with stringed instruments and organs. And praise him upon the loud cymbals. Praise him upon the high-sounding cymbals. And the church said, let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Amen. And praise ye the Lord. Let's go to the Lord in prayer right now. Could we give the Lord a big cheer? Amen. and from thy kindred and from thy father's house into a land that I will show thee. He said, and I'll make thee a great nation and I will bless thee, make thy name great and thou shalt be a blessing. Amen. It's one thing, Sister Jen, to get a blessing, but it's another thing to be a blessing. Amen. Don't you want, don't you, Brother Everett, don't you want to be a blessing to somebody? Amen. I don't want to be those people, Brother Brian, that always takes, but I want to be one of those people of God that gives back. Amen. Because really, if it had not been for God, Brother Chris, where would we be at this morning? I'd still be piled up at the house, Sister Joy. I would be. 
I'd be in that comfort house looking for an NFL game to watch later on and to eat something and, and all that. My, my point is, Sister Joyce, I'm thankful. I'm thankful that God woke me up one day and said, Son, you got to get right. Got to get right. I want to be a blessing. Amen. And he said, And I will bless them that bless thee. I like that part. And curse them that curse thee, and in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. Amen. I'd like to just, I know it's very quickly in the service this morning, but I'd like to take a detour, Brother Jack, uh, before we go any further, and just brag about, is it all right if I just brag about Jesus this morning? Amen. I, you know, Sister Susan, when I think about the goodness of God, amen, we was talking to a couple uh, Friday night. Uh, she had got word a few years ago she had uh, had cancer, Sister Patty, and they'd been treating it, and he had come back, and she wasn't, you know, whining and crying and whining me, Brother Wayne. She was just thankful that God come and visited her and her husband, and they're on the road. And But I'm thankful for God when somebody said in the Bible, said when um, said she spent all that she's had, but she grew worse. I'm thankful there's still a Jesus. Amen. When thing, Sister Lana looks like all darkness, there's still that great light amen and and so anyway we was a talking about how that that how when we was in sin how god still blessed us so sherry that just amazes me how that i can remember back in times and i ain't gonna get into it sister gussie but i remember back in times when i was lost as a blind dog sister avis said god still reached out his hand of mercy and kept us safe amen so anyway, I just, I just want to brag a few minutes on God, if you don't mind. In Genesis 12 and 15 through 19, and I know all the Bible scholars understand this, when, when after the Lord had told Abram to head on out, and he headed out, and there was a great famine in the land, it said, Brother Bobby, and said that he had detoured down into Egypt. And we all know that him and Sarah was half-brothers and half-sister, and, and he got down there, and, and, the, and the folks down in Egypt this is what they said in verse 15. It says, The princes of also of Pharaoh saw her, talking about Sarah, and commended her before Pharaoh. And the woman was taken into Pharaoh's house, and he entered and treated Abram well for her sake. And he had sheep. He gave him oxen, gave him asses, and men servants, maid servants, and she, and she asses and camels. And the Lord plagued Pharaoh in his house with great plagues because of Sarah, Abram's wife. Brother Kevin, I'm thankful. The books, the Bible said, let me think for just a minute. Uh, Genesis in Exodus 14 and 14, he said, if we'll hold our peace, the Lord, not Brother Junior, not Brother Pope, not Brother Wayne, not Sister Susan, amen. But he said, but the Lord, Brother Darrell, will fight our battles. Amen. Aren't you thankful to a saved soul that prayer means more than just a word? Amen. To a lost soul, Brother Jerry, the word of prayer does not really stir them. But when you go by Brother Everett and you say, Brother Everett, I'm praying for you. you as a saved person, Brother Everett understands what that means. I'm thankful when I was lost and undone, Sister Shirley, somebody was praying for me. But he said, and Pharaoh called Abram and said, What is this thou hast done unto me? And why didst thou not tell me that she was thy wife? And, and why sayest thou she is my sister? So I might have taken her to be my wife. Now, therefore, behold thy wife, take her, and go thy way. I'm thankful for a God that will stand up and fight for you, aren't you? 
I'm thankful for that. And we all know in, in, about King Abimelech and in Genesis 20, verse 3, um, it says, but God came to Abimelech. He, he saw Sarah. They had got in his area, and he was a king. And I think it was Gur. He was a king of Gur. And, uh, Brother Danny, he said, man, I like that lady right there. I think I'd like to make her part of my family, Brother Ben. And, and so Abimelech took Sarah. But the Bible said, but God came to Abimelech in a dream by night and said to him, Behold, thou art but a, somebody say it again, a dead man. Sister Townsend, I'm thankful for a God that will interrupt somebody's sleep on your behalf. Amen. I'm, I'm thankful for a God that said, I'm going to give you my spirit to lead you and guide you into all truth. I'm thankful for a God that gives us a tool chest that does not miss a tool, Sister Jessica. Whatever we have need of in God, we've already got it, church. Amen, church. I understand, Brother Brian, that we have folks that have come in these doors, that have left these doors, and no longer make this house a worship. Brother Jerry was giving a eulogy of his grandmother a few Sundays ago, and I thought, how powerful, what a testimony, Sister Betty. When he said, when I walked up the driveway, I could hear her. She was talking to somebody. Church, don't ever let the devil throw your voice and make it silent, Sister Donna. Don't ever quit talking to the Lord about those folks, those men and those women, those brothers, those sisters, those children. Those financial needs that you need, that need that you have to get closer to God, don't ever let him steal that from you because if Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, if he done that for Abraham, church, Brother Darrell, that same God will do that for me and you. He said, he told him, he said, I come, he said, behold, thou art but a dead man for the woman which thou hast taken, for she is a man's wife. So King Abimelech, being a good man, he started negotiating with God. He said, look, God, I ain't messed with her. I didn't mess with her. The Bible said that God told him, said, I have kept you from sinning. I'm glad for a God, Sister Amen, that can keep me from sinning. Amen. He said he's able to keep what you have committed. Come on. To him against that day, Brother Kevin. If you'll get totally sold out. You know, you could call yourself a swimmer if you just got out there in knee-deep water, but, Brother Kenny, you're really not a swimmer. You're a swimmer when, you, you know, it's one thing to be in a three-foot pool and just float around and stroke like an Olympic swimmer. That's one thing. But, Sister Summer, it's another thing to bail off out there in the, where your feet can't touch. And it's that old sink or swim type thing. Then you can call yourself a swimmer, Amen. He said, now, therefore, this is what the Lord told King Abimelech. He said, restore the man his wife, for he is a prophet. I love this. And he said, he shall pray for thee, and thou shalt live. And if thou restore her not, know that thou shalt surely die, thou and all thine. That's pretty powerful. But then he said, if you don't give that man back his woman, he said, I'm going to destroy you, and not only destroy you, I'm going to destroy all this a part of you. And for the Lord had, and it said that, if you read on, it said that the Lord, that they weren't able, nobody in his house, his wife, none of his concubines, none of those could have babies because 
God had shut up that womb. And it said in verse uh, 18, it says, For the Lord had fastened, closed up all the wombs of the house of Abimelech because of Sarah, Abraham's wife. So I said all that to just say this. Sister Shannon, that I'm thankful for God that will stand up for me and you. Sister Kathy, all we got to do is call on the name of the Lord. Never leave us, Brother Jack. Never forsake us. He's as close as our breath. But Satan wants to stop our thanksgiving. There's one thing that Satan's wanted from the very beginning was for us to fall down and worship him. Sister Debbie, but I say we just keep our eyes lifted up, our hands lifted up, our heart lifted up, Brother Wayne. Because he said in John 10 and 10, he said, The thief goeth but to kill, steal, and destroy. Sister Joy, can I tell you what he's wanting to steal, and no pun intended, is to steal our joy. Amen, church. Because if we, if we, Brother Leonard, if we get our eyes off the Lord, the Lord said, If I and I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto him. When the man of God said Wednesday night, he said, I want us to all form a line and let's come through the prayer line. Aren't you thankful for a man of God that would listen to God and say, church, we, and I'm thankful for brothers and sisters, Sister Amy, that would say, I want to be a part of that. I'm thankful to go to a church, Brother Kevin, where people's got a hunger and a thirst that, that wants God to do something. I've said this before, but I don't mind saying it again. I, I remember what God's done some 10, some 15, some 20 years ago, but I want to know what God's doing in 2019. Because, Brother Danny, I got some needs right now. And this same God that visited this Pharaoh and visited this king, Abimelech, is the same God that we serve today. So just a few moments, and, and I'm headed quickly, but I want to talk to you. Abram told King Sodom, he said, I won't even take a shoestring from you. Brother Danny, he said, I don't want no part of what you got offering. Can I tell you, Brother Dave, that we got to tell the world I don't even want a shoestring from what you're offering for me. We all know the story how that, that Lot had went to, he had picked, Sodom and Gomorrah to go because the Bible said that it was well watered and had plenty of grass and he was a cattleman he was in that business somebody said one time that everything that glitters is not gold used to be a lady that come to the church and chief one that preached to us and, and he, she said that uh, the devil will put green glasses on you and make you think that dead grass is pretty and green until you cross that fence Sister Terry, when you get over there, sometimes you get in a place that you can't get out so quickly, amen. I've been in some places, amen, that I didn't realize where I was going, where my little feet was taking me until we got there. But, but it said that the, there was four kings that jumped on these five kings, and these four kings prevailed over the five kings. And Brother Mike said that the, the four kings went down and got everything that they had and took off with it, but there was one, the Bible said, that escaped. Brother David, and said that he went and found Abram, the Hebrew. And Brother Bobby, Abraham was, must have been a powerful man, must have been a rich man. The Bible called him a rich man. But this man had his own army. The Bible said that he had 
armed trained servants born in his own house, the number of 318. Now, that's pretty powerful stuff. Even the wealthy people that I know don't have their own army. But he said, I've got my own army, Sister Amanda. So he said, they were going to take out and go get Lot back and all this that those kings had stolen. So they go back and they, they beat them and they, they bring in all their stuff back, Brother Danny. And in Genesis 14 and 21 through 24 reads like this. And the king of Sodom said unto Abram, give me the persons and take the goods to thyself. Abram said to the king of Sodom, I have lifted up my hand unto the Lord, the most high God, the possessor of heaven and earth, that I will not take from my thread even to a shoe latchet, that I will not take anything that is thine, lest I should say, I have made Abraham rich. He said, Save only that which the young men have eaten and the portion of the men which went with me, Anor, Eshtor, and Mamar, let them take their portion. So what I'm driving at this morning, and I just want to just, just a little bit here. Just, And I know Abram didn't have this in his life. I understand that, Brother Kevin. But this word called pride, Brother Chris had said that, that Wednesday night that he taught on the first part of this lesson. You know how easy it would have been, Sister Shirley, for Abram to have got prideful right then? How easy he could have said, Brother Jerry, you know what, I think I will take some of that stuff. I didn't read anywhere, and, and, and maybe I just missed it, Sister Kristen, but I didn't see anywhere that God said he couldn't took it. But Brother Ben, he just said, no, no, I don't want him to take anything. You can't even give me a shoestring. I don't want, Sister, Sister Susan, he's saying that I don't want you to ever say I wonder how many times when we get an opportunity to brag on God, Brother Junior, we don't always take that opportunity. You know, the Bible said, I think it's in the book of James, he said, don't say that you're going to go here and you're going to go there. You say the Lord's will. But see, it's very easy in, in this thing called pride to get inside of us. It's done very easily. Just so easy to think that my arm or my flesh or my wisdom or my knowledge or my education or my finances has done this. And this is what the Bible says about pride. And I'm not telling you Abraham, I'm not saying that, but I'm saying that he very easily could have. Sister Tabitha, he very easily could have just said, look at me. Because, you know, really we're in a society now, Sister Kathy, that that's what society teaches us. It's all about me. What, what, can, what can benefit me? But, but really, when you think about Jesus, it's really about what can I do for somebody else? See, what happened here Wednesday night really wasn't about us. It's about what God's doing down the road. See, Sister Jane, we, we only, God only knows what God's doing. Amen? God knows what we need when we need it. God will meet our needs, Brother Bobby, if, if we'll allow God to meet our needs. The Bible said in Proverbs 16 and 18 through 19, it says, Pride goeth before destruction and a holy spirit before a fall. He said, Better is it to be a humble spirit with the lowly than to divide the spoils with the proud. Proverbs also said in 6, 16 and 19, said, There are six things doeth the Lord hate, yea, seven are an abomination unto him. But the very first one, Brother Philip said, A proud look. 
a lying tongue and hands that shed innocent blood and a heart that defies its wickedness, imagination, feet that be swift and run into mischief, a false witness that speaketh lies, and he that soweth discord amongst the brethren. And in James 4 and 6 says, But God giveth more grace, wherefore he saith, God resist the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. Because God's not going to share his glory with nobody. It's all about him and lifting him up. Because really, Brother Toby, if God hadn't gave us breath, we wouldn't be here this morning. If God hadn't blessed our hands and blessed our minds and opened up doors that, that no man can shut and shut doors that no man could open, Brother Darrell, where would we really be? We would be lost and undone without God working in our life. And if, Dave, if, the, if the devil could get us to get prideful, Brother Donnie, when the man of God would ask us to lift our hands into praise, when the Lord would lay it on our heart to maybe to witness to somebody or to talk to somebody, or maybe the Lord talks to us about maybe helping somebody. I see, if we're prideful, it's all just about us. And, and the great thing about about God is, is it, for, you know, God said, if there's sick, any sick among you, let him call for the elders of the church. But he goes on to say, Sister Amanda, he said, if there's any sick among you, he said, pray one for another that you might be healed. Isn't that what he says? Because it's all about lifting up the blood stain. See, this has never been about me and you. Sister Susan, it's all about him. And that's what Abraham was telling the king of Sodom. He said, I don't want anything from you. Because it's really easy, Sister Summer, to get sidetracked with what's going on around us. It's really easy to get caught up with this. And, and, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong, Brother Dave, with having anything. But God's got to still be the God sitting on the throne. I didn't ask Brother Larry if I could use him this morning, but I'm going to anyway. He probably won't get on to me until after service. But, we, you know, God's blessed him with a fine job, a good job. And he's not around here working. He's off somewhere else working. And, and, and if he just let the old Larry show up at any time, the old Larry could show up. But it's got to be up to the brother Larry to keep the old Larry down. Because he can't have me and Brother Pope there encouraging him to, to read his Bible. He can't have us there to encourage him to pray. We can't, he can't have us there to encourage him to do the right thing. But he's got the Holy Ghost that the Bible said that would lead and guide him into all truth. But you know these cell phones that everybody has, if you don't keep them charged, they just die out. You know, and they die out by the time you really need them. Right? And so my point is, if Brother Larry has to keep brother, somebody said one time, he said, I had to encourage myself. And somebody else, Sister Betty, said one time, he said, I had to think myself happy. Because you're not always going to be around a church. You're not always going to have a Wednesday night service. You're not always going to have somebody. But sometimes you're going to have to look the devil in the eye and fight the devil what God's gave you, amen? But if you get caught up in this world and you're taking the things of the world, Brother Boyd always talks about not driving your stakes too deep into the ground. See, says, Susan, if you get beholden to the world, the world can kind of dictate. See, if we put our trust and faith in man, man's going to let us down. 
You know, the woman that had the issue of blood, Brother Jack, I, I, what I find so amazing about that thing is it said that she spent all that she had at the hands of the physician, and it just grew worse. I've often thought about how the, a buddy of mine that I graduated with, he works on our vehicles, and sometimes he's misdiagnosed it. We've had to take it to Gainesville to the Toyota shop and let the expensive people work on it. You know, he's about 50 bucks an hour. Those dudes like to want 150 bucks just to drive through Gainesville to get to them. Amen. But, you know, I'll tell you the truth. He's misdiagnosed it, but I still take my vehicles back to him. Amen. But, you know, people just blame the Lord. Well, the Lord didn't do this. The Lord didn't provide this, and they just quit the Lord. I sat by Brother Junior. He made me mad. I just quit going. Well, God didn't make you mad. Brother Junior made you mad. But see, that's just what the devil wants us to do, Sister Susan, is to let something come up between us. Because it could be very easy for Brother Larry to let something while he's got nobody. But if you really love God, Sister Amy, you don't need nobody looking over your shoulder because you understand God's looking over your shoulder. See, Abraham understood. He said, look, King, I don't want you to say that you're the cause of me. I'm just encouraging us, Sister Shirley, to let's give God credit. Because you never know where you might be in an area in a place where, where somebody ain't never heard about this name called Jesus. Never heard about a God that would heal and a God that would deliver and a God that would set you free. What amazes me and the little bit of time that I've been able to go to the jail is how many times that we talk, Brother Richard, to people in the jail that don't have a clue about this Jesus. We talk about living in America. Where, where there's a church almost on every corner, Sister Townsend. But we've got, I've got friends of mine that don't even dart the church door and don't even want you talking to them, Brother Brian, about darting the church door with you. So you just never know. And here's the thing. Who are we to put God in a box? I say we take Abram's attitude and say, look here, the world, I don't want anything from y'all. Because God can meet all our needs according to his riches and glory. And I know this scripture is way before Abraham was, but I can just think of, and I don't know if Brother Chris said this or Brother Rayleigh said this, but it said in James 1 and 17, it said, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variableness, neither shadow or turning. I think it was Brother Chris that said that. Aren't you thankful for a God that ain't wishy-washy? Amen? I'm thankful for a God that said, if you'll knock, I'll open. If you'll seek, I'll, you'll find. If you'll ask, you'll receive. Amen? Aren't you thankful for a God that just said, I didn't say, that. I just died on the cross for you. Now you figure it out. Honey's left me in charge. She's been working some, so I've been cooking a little bit more. So if y'all hear about a house that burnt down in Chiefland, it'll be our house. Because when I was living at home, I lived at home until I was 25, and Mama just took care of me like just a good southern mama would. And I remember coming in at 3 o'clock sometimes. Brother Jerry made me think about when he was talking about how Mama was cooking all that good stuff. I was thinking at any time he's going to invite all of us to go to Mama's house and eat that Sunday supper, but he never did. I just kept just waiting, you know, like that Christmas is coming. I want to go because I ain't ate that kind of food in a long time, but I was ready. But I've come in at 3 o'clock, and Mama would get up, and she'd say, Wayne, are you hungry? And I'd say, no, Mama. She said, well, I'll cook you something. 
So I never had to cook. I never had to learn to wash clothes. None of that kind of stuff. So anyway, I don't know where I was going with all that, but my point is, is this. <laughs> is that God makes a way, church. God will make a way where there seemeth to be no way. Even, even if you're not the best prayer warrior, even if you're not the best worshiper, maybe you just don't like to talk to people. But see, when that fire, somebody said one time, it's like fire shut up in my bones. When somebody says, how did you come through that? Please, please, please give God credit. Don't ever, don't ever say, unless they did, but, but don't ever say that some man or some woman because understand that all good and perfect gifts come from the Father above. And you never know how that by encouraging, just a word of encouragement, somebody behind the, the counter just needs a, just a kind word of Jesus loves you. See, the devil's intimidated us so much about that, that, that people don't want to hear about God no more. But that's not true, church. If they tasted of the goodness of God like we've tasted about the goodness of God, they'd be ate up with it. You know, I don't know about y'all, but, but I'm ever so thankful that God showed me this wonderful truth. I think about, Brother Farrell, how many people that God could have showed this wonderful truth to, but he showed it to me. To me. That he said, Wayne, I want you to be a part of my family. And I, and I wasn't, you know, I wasn't disobedient, Paul said, concerning that heavenly vision. I'm so thankful. Uh, you know, I, I'm thankful. And you just never know when you invite somebody to church or you tell somebody about God. Because this is what Jesus said in Matthew 6, 19 through 21. He said, lay not up for yourself treasures upon the earth where moth and rust doeth corrupt. He said, and where thieves break through and steal. But he said, but lay up for yourself treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust doeth corrupt and where the thieves do not break through a steel. Verse 21 says, for where your treasure is, where your treasure, see, if your treasure is the house of God, you're going to make a way to come to the house of God. Amen? If your treasure is worshiping God, it don't matter if Sister Susan's sitting by you and she's snoring, you're just going to get up and worship God. Amen. It ain't going to matter if, if, if Sister Jen hits the wrong note while she's a singing. You're just going to keep worshiping right on through that thing. Amen. Because, see, our treasures don't hurt. I understand that we have stuff, and it's only by the grace of God that we have anything. Brother Everett? Because at any time, he, he could have moved the protection off of us, Brother Wayne, like he did Job, and say, just have your way with them people. But Brother Howe, you'll find out real quickly how much you love God when God allows something to come into your life. Amen? You just let God drop that hedge just a little bit, Sister Joy, and you'll find out if you really got joy. Amen? It's easy to come into the house of God and worship when the Spirit of God's moving like it was in this house Wednesday night. But aren't you thankful, aren't you thankful, Brother Junior, that you're a part of this? I'm just going to be real careful here because I don't want to offend anybody, Brother Jack, but I'm thankful that, that I wasn't what I used to be when I used to go to church somewhere else at a denomination that didn't believe like we believed, didn't believe in raising your hands, not believe in speaking in tongues, don't believe in healing and setting the free. See, they've come too late to tell me and my wife that God don't heal. They've come too late to tell this old man and that, that young lady over there 
that, that God don't hear and answer prayer because, I mean, we could just stay here for days and just tell you, Brother Jerry, about all the things that God has done for me in my life. I remember one time that, that our youngest daughter was like her mom, and she don't talk a whole lot, but, and like her mom also, she's real hard-headed. And so the oldest one's more like Pops here. He's, he's real outgoing and, and um, talk to a moving post or a standing still post. It don't matter. They just, we just like to talk. But anyway, our youngest daughter, when she got saved, that, that, um, before she got saved, she was, I would say that she probably had a spirit of suicide on her. Um, she just hated life. It was really bad for her. Um, when her dad and mom separated, and um, but she, but God came into her life, Brother Daryl, and uh, she always wanted to play the piano, and uh, God just gave her the gift of playing the piano. Sister Melinda, I know Sister Melinda is a great pianist, uh, but and and Jennifer, uh, Jessica could just hear a song, Brother Everett, and just play it. I mean, she just a friend of ours was a, a teacher of piano. And she said, I've never been around a youngin um, or a person that picked it up as quick as Jessica does. And, and she said, she don't really need me to teach her. She said, but I just like her enough. I just like to teach her if that would be all right with y'all. And I said, well, sure, that's okay. And, um, but anyway, um, and she's, she, she's kind of like me. She's, but anyway, um, her teacher called one time about the time of graduation. She said, now, you and Wayne are coming to graduation, aren't you? I mean, coming to the awards banquet. No, we really, Mama said, no, we really weren't planning on coming. I don't think we have no need to come. And the teacher said, well, you really, really want to come. Now, we're talking about Jessica, our daughter, that just, just didn't like nobody until God saved her. And sometimes she listens to these messages, so I hope she ain't listening to this part of it. But maybe the baby will scream and she'll have to step out of the room. But she, uh, he said, uh, Y'all really want to come. So we went that night, Brother Dave, and they and she got three, she won three uh, scholarships. And we was just amazed. We kept looking at each other and went, is that our daughter? That's our daughter. And she wanted to go be a, a, a medical transcriptionist. And we was both working part-time at that time, Sister Amy, uh, just living life and loving life. And uh, we worked about two or three hours a day and, and we got to go to the convalescent homes and just had a great time serving the Lord. But God made a way, Sister Joyce, what I'm trying. See, we, we had no way of sending our daughter to school. Brother Chris, we couldn't have sent her to college or to junior college if we'd have wanted to. But God said, I'll take care of that. Because, see, we just said, world, we don't want anything from you. You know, it ain't always easy to just put your faith and trust in the Lord because because, you know, people look at you kind of strange and people think you're kind of stupid. And, but according to the world, we are kind of. We're, we're a peculiar people. We're, we're a different kind of people. We, we're not of this world. We're in this world, but we're not of this world, Brother Howe. And, and, and see, when we really, because, see, our, our treasure's not here. Because God showed me too much, Brother Pope. And my heart breaks when people really don't, have a need to want to serve God because they serve the God of this world. And I know it makes people nervous when you start talking about there's a God of this world and there's a God of, the, of everything. But see, church, says George, we believe, we believe in the God of everything. Amen. Because, see, the, the thing is, Sister Betty, if the devil can get us tied up with, with stuff, Brother Bobby, that cuts into our time of 
spending time with God. Amen, church. Now, there ain't nothing like a good trial to come your way to make you pray. Amen. When you really need something, that's the time. It's really easy. It's a little easier than to fast, and it's a little easier there to pray, and it's a little easier there to read your Bible. Amen, church. Well, Tim, when things are going good, we kind of just seem to throttle back a little bit. But he said, where your, heart, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. And I think this is what really separated Abraham from most. In Hebrews 11 and 10, it says, For he looked for a city which had foundation, whose builder and maker is God. Well, Jerry, he said, What I've got ain't here. He said, I'm looking to the heavenly. I'm, I'm looking toward the upward area. And real quick, I just, real quick, I'm going to close with the widow of Zarephath. We all know the story. The Lord told Elijah, he said, Arise and go thee to Zarephath, which belongeth to Zidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain there, to sustain thee. And so he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, behold, the widow woman was there gathering of the sticks, and he called to her and said, Fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. And she was going to fetch it. He called her and said, Bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in thy hand. And she said, As the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake, but a handful of meal in a barrel and a little oil in a cruise. And he said, she said, I go gather just two sticks. So, Tabitha, I'm just getting two sticks. I'm not going to make a big fire. I'm just going to make a small fire. That I may go in and dress it for me and my son, that we may eat it and die. And Elijah said unto her, Fear not, go and do as I have said, but make me there a little cake first. Put God first. Put God first. And bring it unto me, and after, after make thee and thy son. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, The barrel of the mill shall never waste, and neither shall the cruiser oil fail until the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. And she went and did according to the saying of Elijah, and she and he and her house did eat many days. What we're talking about this morning is barriers to thanksgiving. Can I tell you if there was ever a time that fear could interrupt a conversation, fear could have set in right then. And we all know that the Bible said that God didn't give us a spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. Well, it's easy to say that when you've got plenty in the cupboard, amen? The little Zarephath woman said, we just got a little bit. We're all washed up. But the Kenya's all over with. We're just going to build a little fire. But I find it so amazing. This is what the Lord said real quickly. I'm, I'm closing. I'm being real quick. Jesus said in Luke 4 and 25 and 26, he said, but I tell you of a truth. He said, there was many widows were in Israel in the days of Elias when heaven was shut up for three years and six months when great famine was throughout all the land. But it said unto none of them was Elias sent, save unto, unto Zarephath, a city of Sidon, unto a woman that was a widow. Brother Chris, he was saying, you know, I had a lot of Jews that could have helped my man of God out. He said, but I didn't even send them to them. I sent them to this little widow woman. I often think about the window of an opportunity. Church, don't miss your window of opportunity to praise God. 
don't have it take some hard thing or some difficult thing to come into our life before we're willing to praise God and thank God. I say if we can praise God in the good times, we can praise God in the bad times. Because you understand, but it's just a little season. It's just a little time. Brother Danny, and, and, and God's going to get us out of whatever we got ourselves into sometimes. And sometimes God allows things, Sister Amanda, to come into our life. The little widow woman could have just said, no, I don't think so, man of God. If I could get you to stand. See, this age that we live in, Sister Shannon, they try to convince us that we don't need to corporately come together and worship God in spirit and in truth. But what I felt in this house Wednesday night, Brother Wayne, I know I need to be with you brothers and sisters. I'm not always walking on top of the, the ledger up there. Sometimes, Sister Summer, it's down there. I'm down there where the, the pigs are at. But aren't you thankful for God, no matter how you feel, Brother Jerry, or how your day's going, how it looks like to you, the man in the mirror. But we serve a God that's in charge. Amen. I'm thankful for a God that gave us a word that said there's nothing impossible to those that believe. He didn't leave it at that, Sister Jean. He said he gave every man a measure of faith. And he lets us come together and sit underneath it. A man of God that is just so wonderful. Teaches us the word, teaches us the truth, teaches us to love the Lord. He's one of those few people, Brother Philip, that can give you a spanking and you think he just gave you a hug. Amen. Is it just me or is it some of y'all feel the same way? Amen. I just appreciate the man of God. I appreciate y'all listening this morning. Let's have us a word of prayer and don't let Satan hinder anything that you have a desire to want to do for God because that's what he come to do, but to kill, steal, and destroy your dreams of what God has placed in your heart. Let's pray, and when we get through praying, let's hug some necks and tell people how much we love Jesus and how much we love them. Let's pray. Precious. This message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic. Our Sunday services begin at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night service at 7.30 p.m. For any more information or to speak with our ministry staff, please feel free to call our church office at 386-935-2806 or you can visit the contact link here on our website. Again, thank you for listening, and we pray God's richest blessings on you and your family.